welcome into the CHGO White Sox post-game show. What, Steven? Wasn't loud at all. Do the mic checks before the show. Oh, hi. And you do my little mic check, I and guess then all so. of a sudden you're 10 decibel levels higher than that. Well, I guess, I, I guess. hey, you know what? Steven, how long have you been working for, with me? You know? I was yeah. going to say for me. Jesus like Christ. Like a year, yeah. a year and a half? Um, yeah, a year and a half. You don't know this by now? What's that? Lately, you've been bringing it down a little bit. Mm. You've been sad. It's like well, the White Sox have been affecting his mood. See, and now I'm, I'm in all good mood. Uh, we're, we're about to go to Vegas. They fired Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams. And the White Sox won! Hey, look at this. We're coming to you live from Studio B of our CHGO offices here in hot Chicago. Uh, we're coming to you live after a White Sox win 5-4 to four in 10 innings. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on X at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. That's Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. is our CHGO White Sox community leader. Steven Nicholas is our producer. And you can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. We'll be joined later by Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer, who is out at Guaranteed Rate Field, who has two brand new articles for you at allchgo.com. So go check those out. Uh, one is about Kenny Williams and Recon being fired. We asked too many damn questions yesterday. Yeah. We acted, we acted like this was going to be a real thing, apparently. We acted like I don't know was real. <laughs> Let's go to the first question that I asked yesterday about what's next? Who's next? How do the White Sox find who's next? Because today we got answers from Bob Nightingale. Um, if you want to lead it off, any uh, feel free. I, I think the biggest question that we had in our uh, emergency podcast was just who is leading the charge. So maybe I should just do a better job of just leading this uh, topic. Um Who's leading the charge? Um, do we think it's going to be Jerry Reinsdorf actually doing the hiring? Or we've seen in Chicago sports before with the Bears that they have gone out and hired consultants for their next general manager. We've seen uh, Ernie Accorsi uh, come in to hire Ryan Poles. Or no, uh, Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace. They both are RP. Uh, Ryan Pace. We saw Bill Polian uh, be hired to bring in Ryan Poles. Um, do we see, you know, a, a sort of consultant type? Do we see a sort of consultant type? <laughs> Shut up, Sean. You're annoying. Herb, what did we hear today about a consultant type? Oh, the consultant was in the mirror at Jerry Reinsdorf's house. He's a Hall of Famer, too. Well, no, but... Oh, no, that one, too. So... Ugh. All right. First off, well, you, you blew my you blew my cover here. I'm so, sorry. So you're fine. You're fine. You're doing okay. You're doing okay. Herb, it's okay. It's a hot day. You you were spent it in your car mostly, just waiting for this White Sox game to mercifully end. Um, in Bob Nightingale's piece, mm -hmm. mentions that Pedro Grafal is safe for 2024, and Grafal is scheduled to meet Wednesday with Jerry Reinsdorf. But of course, and who else? You're man. looking for a Bill Polian. We're looking for an Ernie Accorsi. Who is the Hall of Famer baseball guy? The Hall of Famer baseball person. Tony La Russa. Tony La Russa, who is back working with the White Sox as a consultant. The Crypt Keeper. Awesome. This is exactly what they needed, Herb. This is what we needed as White Sox fans. We needed faith restored in this team. And, you know, the last time I had faith in this team was 1983. <laughs> 83. That's, that's when Hooters was uh, founded. <laughs> it was. Um, Happy 40 years. Yeah, 40th birthday. It is weird that 
I know Jerry Reinsdorf sucks as an owner, 87-year-old owner. He just can't get rid of this Tony La Russa thing. No. He just, you've already made up for it, brother, with the two terrible years he managed. One was a uh, AL Central title. The other one was a failure. I saw the picture of Tony La Russa getting interviewed by the St. Louis Cardinal media people. That man last year wasn't fit to direct a baseball team. Now he's not direct, fit to direct a baseball team because he looks like hell. And that's not an ageist thing. It's just that man doesn't look like he's healthy to do anything. He had a pacemaker installed last year, and I'm sure he um been hearing he's got other illnesses that he's been dealing with in private. Why are we consulting this man who's not going to be around for the White Sox in the future? Bob Nightingale says that he had to leave last season to deal with lengthy cancer treatments, but has been medically cleared to work again and recently scouted the White Sox minor league system. I'm with you. I saw that picture of Tony La Russa, and I said, I'm going to let that man enjoy his Saturday at the park. Yeah. You know what? That's what Chicago sung about. God damn it. They just want to, you know, man selling ice cream and just enjoying the damn, you know, ball game. But now he's working for the team. Now I have to feel like we have to take the gloves off. Yes. This man shouldn't have been working last year. Nope. He should not be returning this year. And it's just because Jerry Reinsdorf thinks of him so fucking highly. I was talking to Matt Peck, lovely host of the CHGO Bulls podcast, who also, uh, if you guys didn't know, Jerry Reinsdorf also owns the Bulls. Um, Their team's also inflicted with the sickness. And Matt Peck said Jerry Reinsdorf knows six people. When he fucking bought the White Sox, who was the manager? Uh, it was Jerry. I was uh, Tony Larusa. Tony Larusa, lucked into that one. Hey, first guy I meet. Hi, Tony. Oh, you're a Hall of Famer. Great. My job set, and it's my, my biggest regret. What I mean, before I was a person, I mean, before I think my mom even graduated grammar school, like Tony Larusa was fired, and that was Jerry Reinsdorf's biggest regret. Mm-hmm. You've made up for it, Jerry. You brought him back. You saw what happened. And now Bob Nightingale saying that Jerry Reinsdorf isn't even showing up to guaranteed rate field anymore because it's too painful to see this team fall from grace. And you're going to go back to Tony Larusa? What started it all? And I see on our ball here at CHGO the big word culture. What started the culture going bad? Bringing back that octogenarian Tony Larusa. Overstepping. To, to manage this damn team. And now we're going back to him and enjoying his opinion about the minor leagues. Like, what about him tells you that he can win with the White Sox? Like, in his White Sox tenure, he won two divisions. It. Nothing more. No more division. No more division. No more uh, playoff uh, series wins. Nothing else, not a World Series. I could see if you won a World Series and going back to that guy. Like, if the White Sox would have hired Ozzy Guillen, I'm like, I get it. He won a World Series, the first one in 88 years. I get it. But Tony La Russa really hasn't done anything with the White Sox. He's done things with other teams. So I don't get the obsession with Tony La Russa, and we're going to get to the other stuff, and I definitely don't get to the obsession with the Kansas City Royals. It makes zero sense to me. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. I, I still need to just blow off some steam about this damn Tony LaRusso thing because I thought I was done with this guy. I didn't even think of him yesterday because I was just like, he's not healthy enough. We saw him, like you said. I mean, he either stopped dyeing his hair or he's been through it. It makes no sense. It's not, not only his graying hair, he looks gaunt. Yes. His body, his face looks like he's got at least 10 to 15 pounds 
fewer than he had last year. He wasn't a big guy in the first place. And so that looks serious. When I saw him, I was like, oof. Yeah, that's not good, brother. Uh, there's jokes cannot be made because that man is on death's door. That that's literally what I was thinking. Not not trying to joke around. That man looked terrible in the what ten months since we seen him. The no year that we seen him. It's clear for work. Yeah, it makes no sense. If you didn't work tell me that was shape? him, I wouldn't have known that was him. Like he looked that different. It's but and, we're consulting him, and here he yes. is. Hey, and, um, and, and now he's going to meet with with Pedro Grafal. Hey, uh, Tony, what do you guys say about that? Uh, uh, Chris gets. <laughs> Jesus. He's the Chris. He's a he's a crypt keeper. Just to go to like I understand that you mentioned like what it, Tony Russo wasn't really shit with the White Sox. No, right. It, it was because he left and went to the Oakland franchise that was very prominent and good before uh, you know the basically two thousands mm-hmm. and then St Louis. There's a stat going around because right now the Yankees have lost nine straight games. Most recent 10-game losing streaks, you know, there's a lot of teams in recent history. Um, last time the Brewers lost one, uh, 10 straight, uh, 2006. Last time the Mets lost uh, 10 straight, 2004. Uh, the Phillies, 1999. Toronto, 1994. Some of those are very impressive. Yes. Last time St. Louis lost 10 straight, 1980. Wow. That's before Tony LaRusso. That was with Tony LaRusso was a White Sox. Yep. I mean, so that's that's. Shows you how good of a franchise they are. And the Yankees, who, uh, again, are knocking on a 10-game losing streak for the first time in 110 years. Uh, The team that came into the American League with the White Sox. And you could just see the two drastic differences. That Jerry Reinsdorf has his little sandbox that, hey, he's built one little great tower that lasted a season. Yep. And the Yankees have obviously built this empire. And, you know, everyone knows the Steinbrenner name. And, you know, thankfully to Michael Jordan, everyone knows the Reinsdorf name. Because, again, he knows six people, and he got lucky that Portland didn't draft Sam, or drafted Sam Bowie and didn't take Michael Jordan. Would have been a lot easier for Phil Knight to do the whole Nike thing. Oh, yeah. Much Portland, easier. Oregon, right there. Boom. Yeah, he was like, boom, here you go, kid. Mercy. Enjoy so yourself. I, I'm just annoyed. I, I, and I, I think Anthony said it in the chat. You know, we all got bamboozled. We all got goofed. We all got hoodwinked. I just, I was so blindsided and shocked by this all yesterday that I didn't think too seriously, or I didn't want to let myself think of Chris Getz or Tony LaRusa. Mm-hmm. But God damn, it was just right there. We should have known. We should have known better. And here we are. That's their nature. Like, we thought, like, okay, if you're going to fire these guys, why you would only fire these guys to hire people who are literally better than these guys. That's what you do. You don't, you know, quit a job until you got another job. And that other job's got to be an upgrade from the job you just quit. But no, the White Sox have quit a job and gone unemployed. And not having any money, not having any prospects, not living with the parents, none of that stuff. Just destitute with the bum-ass people they're going to be bringing in right now. So, yes, it is our fault for feeling a little bit of optimism, a little bit of celebration yesterday for accountability finally coming to 35th and Shields. But... Today, Bob Mc, Bob Nightingale brought us right back down and said, y'all must have forgot. Y'all some White Sox fans. You can't have anything good in life. What you're going to have is this Chris Getz spoonful, and you're going to like it. And all that damn talk when Tony left, it was all about medical leave, medical absence. Because I even think Dan Bernstein, even though he was spouting the Theo Epstein crap, yeah, um, did bring up that 
I, I think that Tony was still around in spring training last year or something like that, right? Like, there was still murmurs that Tony was around. I, I thought that he was... Should have paid attention. I thought this whole time he was just a consultant anyway. I didn't think he was around the team, but I thought that Jerry still had him somewhere around the ballpark because I know he didn't get fired last year. That's for right. damn sure. He left because of medical reasons, and I thought that Jerry just kept him around for, you know, counsel to make sure that he's doing things right. And... Come to find out, yeah, he's here. And I guess the final thing I, w- I want to say before we get into the Chris Getz and Dayton Moore thing, because there's going to be a lot of crap I have to say about that too. Um, in talking with Matt Peck, there is one thing that Jerry Reinsdorf cares about. Mm-hmm. It's money. Yeah. I don't like billionaires. I don't like red, blue, left, right, whatever. I also don't like the people that just sit in the middle. Jerry Reinsdorf is very known for being somebody that doesn't really push his money in either direction politically. Mostly when he is pushing his money, it is to protect his money to ensure that his money grows. Because, again, at the end of the day, he is a businessman. And he's a selfish businessman. He's a selfish businessman. And he's a businessman who has an inflated ego that at 87, he's bringing in a 78-year-old consultant to help him run something in the modern-day MLB. I just wish that as a businessman, it would make more sense to him to look at the year-over-year attendance, see the 179,000 people that haven't been to a game this year that were in 2022 and weren't at that game today and say, hey, maybe we go outside the organization. Maybe we change things. Maybe the way I've been doing things hasn't been right. But no, he's going to double down. Because he thinks that, hey, if I get rid of the people that everyone disliked, they're going to come back to the ballpark because mm-hmm. it's, it's baseball, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, Chris Getz is going to come in. Dayton Moore is going to come in. And they're going to give it a nice little scrub down like you do when you get a new brand new apartment, right? You know, scrub it down, make it real, look all real. It's still the crappy thing from the 70s, mm-hmm. right? I mean, wake up. You need actual action. And your buddy Tony LaRusso ain't going to fucking do that. Not at all. He's not going to... Like, baseball is played past where Tony is good at. Like, if we go back and we got a flux capacitor and 1.21 gigawatts, yeah, Tony in the 90s, man, we were cooking with gas right there. But it's 2023. This man doesn't know modern-day baseball. Neither does Jerry Reinsdorf. One thing good business people know is to get good people around them with good ideas and you not being the smartest man or woman in the room. And you go and get some people who know what current baseball is all about and what current business is all about. And you go and give them the power to do their jobs. But no, Jerry Reinsworth wants to be all about himself. It's about him. It's not about the team. It's not about the fans that pay money. It's about him. How can I make myself happy? How can I do things? That's why he's not going to the games. My product sucks, so I'm not going to consume that product. Even though you put that out there for the people to consume. So if I was in this position, well, I wouldn't firstly be in the position to do this because I wouldn't put the people he put in position for that long as he did. But if I were in that position where I fired some people who didn't get the job done, what I would do is look at myself and say, hey, what am I doing wrong? Maybe I'm too old for this game. Maybe it's time to cash in on my $19 million investment in 1981. Now it's $4 billion or $2 or $3 billion. I think I could take that, chill out in the Arizona desert, and do whatever I want in my last couple of years. Or if I want to stay on, I say, let me get some youth in here. Let me uh, hire some of these uh, 
consultants that can get me and point me in the right direction so my team can go in the right direction in my later years in life so I can see a championship because I'm willing to spend money on the major league team if I get the right people in place to make the choices for my baseball club. But no, Jerry's like, "Ah, I saw that. With this report, looking back at the decision 12 out, made 24 hours ago now at this point, Mm -hmm. why were Rick Hunt and Kenny Williams fired? I think... Tony La Russa told those told Jerry Reinsdorf to fire those two guys. I want to take a book out of Matt pay, uh, Peck's page. Mm-hmm. Bob Nightingale mentioned it in his thing. 2024 season ticket renewals are coming up next week. Mm-hmm. It's not a net zero, right? I mean, you, we, we know people that because Kenny and Rick are gone, we saw how excited we were and happy we were. Yeah. It's change. That will get somebody to keep their season tickets. That I mean, again, a we fool, see the year-over-year year attendance. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, not a fool because, I mean, we oh, see our friends get, like Beef Loaf and no, I'm saying if you Like, your, I mean, they've made you know, a community. Yeah, but there. I understand. You keep your tickets, that's fine. But if you keep your tickets because they fired Kenny and, Jer- uh, Kenny and Rick, that's a fool. Because you know the other shoe's going to drop soon, soon after that. You can keep your tickets. I'm not saying season ticket holders. If you enjoy baseball, enjoy that guarantee rate, do your thing. Yeah. But I'm saying if you if that was the straw that, that uh, broke the camel's back in the good way, well, then you're a fool. That's what I'm trying to you know just push out. I don't think there's many fools out there. We, we have been with this White Sox community for two years. You've longer, obviously, um, uh, with Locked on Sox and then all your time on the score. But, um, you know, I've been with the White Sox community for about two years. Like, I, I really don't think that you can just put a new disguise on this and people are just going to blindly support it. This is going to be the team that ranks bottom in attendance next year, and it's going to be as empty as it was today in April, in May, in June. People aren't going to want – there's no reason to go. Unless you are the biggest Luis Robert Jr. fan in the world, there is no reason to give your money directly to Jerry Reinsdorf and the Chicago White Sox, in my personal opinion. Unless you are one of those people that, you know, have a community, friends, you know, and have a, a, you know – really spend your majority of your time yeah. uh, at Guaranteed Ray Field. I'm not going to judge that. But, again, White Sox fans, I don't see how anyone would be compelled to give this organization money. And I just think that, at the end of the day, Jerry Reinsdorf, a successful businessman, makes money. And I think that he probably thinks, just the way that he's always done business, that if he makes this change, more people are going to come. And Matt Peck brought up when people stopped showing up to the Bulls in late 2018, at the end of the year, the Jim Boylan thing. Mm-hmm. They fired Jim Boylan. They got Gar Pax out, right? John Pax is still a part of the organization. He is. Um, but then people started showing back up to the United Center, right? They got rewarded for making those firings. Yeah, but I, that I, was... I could see that Jerry is thinking, if I do this with Kenny and Rick, especially with two people who apparently, as Bob Nightingale's reporting on the score and Ryan McGuffrey was trying to point... A report on uh, NBC Sports Chicago, Kenny and Rick were fighting with each other and at odds. Like, you know, of course it makes sense to break those two up, but again, at the end of the day, it's just shining a turd. Yeah, but to throw a little shade at that um, comparison between the Bulls and the White Sox, there you saw them fire guard packs and then hire 
Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And people saw the vision. They were like, okay, you're getting a guy from a great organization in the Denver Nuggets and another great organizational guy from the Philadelphia 76ers, and he has national contacts because of his time at Nike. Man, this is a different Bulls team. That's I understand why Bulls fans started attending games again. The results have been middling, but still, I think Bulls fans would say, you can't say that Michael Reinsdorf didn't try to do something different in that regard. If the reports are true that you're just going to get Dayton Moore and Chris Getz, a guy who I said before doesn't in, doesn't have the qualifications to do the job he's at now, he's not doing well at his job now, and he's going to fail up. He's the Peter principle. He's the, somebody pointed, he's the Peter Peter principle. And that's not going to instill anybody any faith in the White Sox moving forward. Give me somebody from a winning organization. Give me somebody from the Rays, the mm-hmm. Dodgers. Give me someone from the Astros, the Yankees. Everybody would be like, I maybe not like the person and or know the person, but I know he came from a real place. Dayton Moore came from the goddamn Royals. Yep. Chris Getz came from the White Sox, and before that he was a goddamn Royals with Dayton Moore. The Royals. The only team that's worse than the White Sox in the AL Central right now, the Royals. And we're trying to be like them some bitches. Stop putting Jeter. Jeter's not good. Ignore that. Um, I, I don't. I, we're going to take a break because we'll get into the Dayton more and we'll get into the Chris Getz thing. Because I think it's because of Chris Getz, the Royals connection is just being made. But I, I don't know. Is this Tony? Like what? Like, it's just laziness. Yeah. You're just promoting the next guy. Like, I don't think it's anything inspired. I don't think it's you want to be by the Royals. I don't think it's like Tony is marveled by the way the Royals are run because we know as sure as hell that they're not going to load up their baseball operations like the fucking Royals are. The Royals have, like, 90 people in their baseball ops staff. If you listen to Rick Hahn, the, the, the White Sox have people in the shadows, but listed on their website, they have, like, 42 people. So they have, like, half the staff. That the Royals have. And people so if you do, want to be the Royals, you, you have a lot to do. And people doing multiple jobs, too. Right. Being mm-hmm. the hitting coach slash, like, analytics coach slash diagnostics coach. Shelly Duncan's got to come back, right? Oh, my right. God. Wasn't he the analytics coach? Wasn't he, the, like, literally the... He was, like, strength the, and conditioning and, yeah, and the analytics coach on the major league staff. My guy. Love that. And then, you know, I mean, that's probably what we're going to get. If Tony LaRusso is the fucking consultant, Dave Duncan, Shelly Duncan. I guarantee Tony's like, Duncan hey, Sheik. Hey. Duncan oh, oh he, she walks away. He's barely um, That's nice. I got the, t- we got the two songs that Duncan Sheik sang. Um, no one comment anymore. Yeah. I mean, no one else knows another Duncan Sheik song. I dare you on this live broadcast to give me a Duncan Sheik. If you listen to the podcast, tweet us. No Google. At. Yeah, no Google. At CHGO underscore White Sox. If you go know another Duncan Cheek song, then she runs away and uh, barely breathing. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. It. And we'll get to Pedro Gafol's thoughts on Chris Getz and Dayton Moore. And we'll get into the whole Chris Getz and Dayton Moore thing. Vinny Duber will be joining us a little bit later from Guaranteed Rate Field. Oh, my God, he's joining us right now. Look at that. Uh, let's take a break, though. Uh, Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kind of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. It's a one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. They have easy online ordering and in-store pickup and a great transparent loyalty program. Sunnyside Rewards, so you could start getting rewarded 
when you buy. And uh, they are Illinois' favorite dispensary. Herb likes the Wrigleyville location. I like the Elmwood Park location. They have locations all the way near the Wisconsin border, folks. They have you covered all across this great state, especially with their in-house brands like Mindy's, Good News, Cresco, High Supply, Floracale, Wonder, and Remedy. Through August, nine days, eight days? It's the 24th. 23rd. Oh, 23rd. I thought it was 24th right now. It's 23rd. Mm. Anyways, through August, oh, yes, not one, not many days left, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions, and that's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Again, through August, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at 25 uh, uh, at CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, and it's not stackable with other promotions. And that's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. Thank you to Sunnyside uh, for their help. Also, want to let you know about our new friends over at Ray, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Oh, Chevy, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. I I know it's Ray, Chevy. It's yep. like the, the, the one we read yesterday. Mm-hmm. Got, I got worried that I would be double repeating Chevy, but it's Ray, Chevy, Dodge, Jam, Jeep, and Ram. Um, are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you. Ray, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram in Fox Lake have just joined the CHGO team at Ray, CDJR. Sorry, it's Chrysler. Okay. The top of the read says Chevy. Yeah, but it's at Ray the, the Chevy. Body I of think, the read says Chrysler. I think Ray Chevy is the overarching business, but they have different businesses. They have b- different uh, dealerships. We're going to rewind. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you. Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, uh, Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake have just joined the CHGO team at Ray CDJR. You'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during the Make This the Summer event at Ray CDJR in Fox Lake, you'll be able to take up to 20% off MSRP on select new 2023 Ram 1500 models, and you may be thinking the interest rates might be too high right now. That's not the case with our friends over at Ray CDJR, because now through August 31st to the end of August, you'll be able to get limited time, 0% financing for 72 months on select new models. So if you are in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox. Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR only in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com today. Serving the community since 1963, Adam Hogue uh, of CHO Bears. Just check them out in Fox Lake and got a, a lovely uh, new vehicle. So uh, make sure if you are in the new, uh, if you are in the market, uh, take, pers- uh, take, uh, take a trip up the road. Take a trip up the road to Fox Lake and take uh, opportunity of that zero print percent financing uh, for 72 months until August 31st with the make this the summer event. Let's go out to guaranteed rate field. So I don't have to read anymore. Hi, Vinny. Hey guys, what's up? He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's got two brand new articles up at allchgo.com. One talking about the dismissal of Rick Hahn and Ken Williams from their positions yesterday. And now what we know about the new search for the next boss. Vinny, you said yesterday, there's a lot of I don't know. We don't know a little bit more. Um, we're going to play uh, Pedro Grafol in just a second, um, but why don't you give a little bit of a, a tease slash, you know, your thoughts uh, on what you shared in your article today uh, so people can go check it out at LCHGO. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm reacting to very much the same thing that you guys have been during the beginning of the show here, but uh, we talked yesterday how Jerry Reinsdorf is not planning on speaking anytime soon on, on either the decision he made yesterday or the search parameters that he might have moving forward. So, you know, in that regard, well, we know nothing about what this search for a new baseball boss is going to be. And then because of the USA Today report this morning, well, apparently we know everything. Uh, a lot of details, obviously, in there that, that point in a direction um, that, if true, it just it seems like everything's all in place and everything's set and it might all be done already. Um, so, you know, Chris Getz, Dayton Moore, those names were mentioned in Bob Nightingale's report um, as overwhelming favorites that's expected to happen. Uh, again, you know, we, we haven't heard anything from the chairman himself but if we hear, but we, we go ahead and read that report today and it seems like we know everything now that's going on. So um, all those questions that we didn't have answers to yesterday, we still don't really have official answers to them today. But through, through the grapevine, I guess you can call it, uh, we, we, we have uh, basically answers to all of them now, don't we? Apparently, uh, Pedro Cafal spoke a little bit about Chris Getz and this time with him out there in Kansas City and brief time here with the White Sox. What do you have to say about Chris Getz? Well, I can just basically say... We can play the video if you guys want to. Yeah, we will after this. I'll just go ahead and add, keep your ears out for basically him revealing that Getz is in charge at the moment. Um, That seems to be kind of in charge on an interim basis. We kind of heard that both Getz and Jeremy Haber would be kind of, you know, running things as a team after the immediate announcement yesterday. But it seems like Chris Getz is the one who who, uh, Pedro, at least, is describing as being in charge. Um, And then also to uh, I don't know if you included a question that he was asked about the part of the report that he'd be meeting with not just Jerry, but Tony La Russa. Um, I can tell you that Tony La Russa is not working for the White Sox in an official capacity. Hmm. At the moment. So, again, it might just be a matter of language. I have nothing to add on whether he's there or has the ear of his obvious longtime friend, Jerry Reinsdorf. But I can tell you, Tony is not an employee of the White Sox. He's not been hired in an official capacity. Well, it's good context because we did bring up the consultant thing. And, you know, how wouldn't we have known that Tony LaRusso would be involved in some way? Um, But we also brought up that, you know, he left because of medical reasons last year, he wasn't fired. So it could have been possible that he still was an employee, but uh, glad to at least have that clarification that, I mean, he could still be consulting Tony La Russa as a non-employee, but yeah. Um, lowercase C, right. I guess, you know what I mean? Right. Like he could be, he could be giving advice, but that does not make him a, an official advisor. If that makes sense. Let's go to Pedro though, because you brought up the meeting with uh, Jerry and Tony. Here is uh, Pedro being asked that question, his response, and also talking about Chris Getz and Dayton Moore, and then we'll return and, and go into the Chris Getz and Dayton Moore thing. There's a report that you're going to be meeting with Jerry Leinstorff and Tony Larissa tonight. Can you confirm? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to get into that. Um, I'm not going to comment on my meetings or uh, what's going on in that. In that I still feel like their job is safe, though. I mean, it's not going to be something like that. I, I, like I said last night, um, I'm not, I'm not focused on that. Um, doesn't mean I don't think about it, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend my days, you know, focusing on, on that. Um, my focus today is to get ready to play and try to win a baseball game. I'm not, I'm not gonna spend my days thinking about that kind of stuff. Dayton Moore's name has come up as a potential person to come to the organization. I'm sure that there's going to be 150 names come up. 
that want to be a part of this organization. This is a, a really good organization with a great owner uh, that all he wants to do is win. So there's a lot of good baseball people out there. Uh, yes, you hear Dane's name out there, but I'm sure you're going to hear a ton of names uh, that want to be a part of this. Why wouldn't you want to be a part of this? So um, it doesn't surprise me, but it wouldn't surprise me if you hear another 100 names there is his kind of non-comment on on Dayton Moore um, and then going in a little bit uh, on Chris Getz um, I, I would hate to I mean I'm gonna ask it anyways what percentage do we think Chris Getz is the next guy because right now he is the assistant general manager he is as you mentioned uh, Vinny the um, acting uh, decision maker for the White Sox we know that they're, at least from the statement yesterday, that they're likely going to have a decision by the end of the season. Um, seems pretty easy just to promote a guy. Yeah, I mean, I, again, you know, I'll, I'll go back to what I just said. Like, we don't, I don't have those answers, but 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 Bob Nightingale gave, gave them to us, I guess. So um, I'm not going to per- put a percentage on it or anything like that, but let's just remember that Bob was the one who was all over Tony La Russa being hired as the manager three years ago when everybody else was like, get out of town with that, you know? So um, he's, he's shown over and over again that he kind of, um, you know, knows what's going on with the, with this team. So, uh, but yeah, listen, um, we've talked about narratives surrounding this team before, right? And that historically, the reason that yesterday was so shocking is because historically, that kind of change has not happened. We talked about nearly 25 years with Kenny Williams leading the baseball department, more than 10 years for Rick Hahn as the GM. And let's remember, too, that Rick Hahn was Kenny's assistant GM for all those years before he took over as as GM himself. So this would be them sticking to that historical narrative that, again, everybody would like, everybody here would like, uh, you know, people to stop thinking that there's, oh, there's this way that Jerry acts, there's a way that the White Sox do things when they can prove that wrong. But if they're not the ones to prove it wrong, then why wouldn't people keep saying that? So um, I, I have not covered this team through, and, and I don't think anybody actively covering this uh, team from, you know, uh, has not done it recently, obviously, covered this change. I have not covered a change at the front office level, but so I can only lay, lean back on the um, – managerial changes that have happened in recent years and say that we remember Rick Hahn sitting up not once but twice and saying how important they wanted to go outside the organization, find some fresh perspectives, find somebody that didn't have that White Sox DNA. We know what happened when Tony La Russa got hired. It was someone who not only had White Sox DNA, but it had the same job before. And then they go get Pedro Grifol, who doesn't, and they were very happy that they were getting those outside perspectives. This, if the answer is Chris gets again at getting, you know, getting this job, that would be them kind of doing that same old White Sox DNA thing. And, you know, we, I at least, and probably you guys too, you know, roll your eyes when your comments on social media or on the show is just like, Oh, the next man in charge, whether it's manager or general manager, hire AJ, hire Canerco, hire Jim Tomey. And it's, and you know, they're, they're half jokes, but how many times over have you seen that, it is people that do have this connection to the team. And so I'm not going to say that that's the way that it's finally going to go, but we've got a national report out there saying that it's expected to happen. And that would, to me, 
look far more like the managerial search that ended with Tony La Russa being hired than it would the managerial search that ended with Pedro Grifol being hired. I mean, your answer right there tells me exactly 100%. I believe that Chris Getz is going to be the next baseball boss for the White Sox because in the press release, they say that Pedro is safe for next year. You wouldn't say that unless you've had assurances from whoever you're bringing in as the next boss. Well, it didn't say that in the press release. Or it didn't something. Say that in the press or, release. Sorry, not the press release. Sorry, Bob yeah. Nightingale's report. My bad. Uh, thank you, Vinny, for correcting yeah. me. But it's, it said that in the Bob Nightingale piece. So that tells me this is going to be the guy. He is the guy because you only talk to the people who are inside the building so far. And if you've only talked to the people in the building and Pedro's safe, one of them people who's going to be getting the job said Pedro's safe. And you put two and two together. They've been together for a while now, Pedro and Chris Getz. So he was one of the people who was in the meeting to hire Pedro Grafal and talking with him to interview him. So, yeah, it's his guy. Again, I don't feel like this is now 24 hours later. I don't feel like this was changes to, you know, get a new philosophy in or anything like this. I feel like it was the fans upsettle you know, kind of reached a boiling point, and it seemed like Kenny and Rick were at odds uh, due to some reports out there from Ryan McGuffey and Bob Nightingale um, that, hey, you know, maybe it was time to just break these two up. The fans will get a clean start, and Chris Getz will be able to take all the money I'll give him and, and you know, go on ahead. Like, I, I don't know. I really don't feel like this was an inspired change. And it does feel like it might just be as easy as Bob Nightingale knowing Jerry Reinsdorf enough to say – Hey, be my mouthpiece. Like, I, and, and n- not in a bad way. If an owner's going to talk to you about how, how his general manager search is going to go, I'd write that full story too. Um, I, you know, it, 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 it does seem plausible that this is just the next guy. I remember yesterday you asking, we started the show with it. It was you talking about who's going to be do, doing the decision making. Who is Jerry going to be looking at as a consultant? Who is he going to be reaching out to to see who he can be the next baseball boss for the White Sox? And it turns out Jerry doesn't, you know, gets the counsel from the great Tony La Russa, but Jerry wanted to get Chris Getz this job. The problem I have with it is the process of that is wrong. If you thought that Chris Getz is some superstar, why is no one else coming to get him? Why are we getting some dude that no one else wants? Same thing with Pedro Gafal. Like the process of going through all the interviews, you should be talking to more people than people inside the building to eliminate everybody else who you don't want and then finally have a star rise from the ashes. Chris Gatz, as I said before, is not qualified for the job he has, and the job that he's doing right now is poor. And so he's just rising up for because he's the next guy up, and he's not even the next guy up. Jeremy Haber is getting jumped but over Chris Getz. I know they're both assistant general manager, but Jeremy Hamer's at the major league level. Chris is at the minor league level. And we've seen how player development under his watch has gone. We've seen how the minor leagues has gone under his watch. We've seen how he's caped for Omar Vizquel in the past. So he has a lot of baggage in front of him. And there's a lot of vitriol towards him before he even starts the job. Now, do I think he can do the job? I don't know. But I will give him a chance to, but at starting in the gate, if he does get this job, he is wholly unqualified to be running a Major League Baseball team, period. 
just to um, go into, like, if he was, Chris Getz was to be the next general manager, I, I think the only comparison that I would feel all right making is the Chris Young one. Uh, Chris Young, former pitcher uh, of the Padres, et cetera, um, retired, but then he went into Major League Baseball. He was in a Major League Baseball executive. Um, he was serving as vice president of field on-field operations, initiatives, and strategies. Held that until 2020, uh, was promoted to senior vice president to replace Joe Tur- Torrey, um, and then in December later that year was hired as GM. Um, and, you know, we see the Bruce Bochy hire, but Chris Getz, again, He's been leading the White Sox minor league system. And, Stephen, if you want to show the graphic, uh, this popped up on Twitter. Again, just showing where the White Sox are as an entire organization. We've gone back through 2013 and looked at Rick Hahn and uh, Ken Williams' entire, you know, top to bottom as an organization. And they're woefully uh, under 500 uh, all throughout uh, every single uh, minor league affiliate and at the major league level. Um, and this year is no different. Um, this is run differential uh, for every minor league team affiliate. Um, you can see the White Sox completely at the bottom. And then this is a bar that kind of shows it a little bit more um, by each single team. The triple the A run differential is huge. The double A run differential is hugely negative. The single A teams uh, barely positive. Uh, and obviously the uh, advanced A team is uh, uh, has a massive run differential yeah. as, all, as well. Uh, and- if you're, listening, major league team. if you're listening on the pod, the Yankees and Cubs and Dodgers and Rangers are all to the left. Positive uh, on, the, on the uh, run differential. This is from Go Cubs 49 on Twitter. The White Sox, the Astros, the Nationals, their teams are all the way to the right as being some of the worst. And the White Sox are clearly the worst, like by far the worst team in minor league run differential. So... The and that's Chris Getz's charge. Sox are reportedly going to promote him. And uh, then they're going to tag along Dayton Moore. Dayton Moore is currently uh, a part of hey, the Texas Rangers, who's assisting uh, Chris Young. And I guess that's the reason why I'm bringing up the, uh, the comparison here. Um, but uh, formerly the general manager of the uh, 2014 and 2015 uh, Royals teams that obviously made it to the World Series. Um, Dayton Moore, you brought up the Royals. Why are you trying to be like the Royals? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really would hate to see the White Sox go down this route. And we've talked about, you've talked about Omar Vizquel before and the, the bad stain that he left on the organization. Um, we heard about, I mean, Wes Helms was let go because he was a part of that as yeah. well. I mean, that was up and down the minor league system. Um, and Dayton Moore has publicly backed Luke Hemlick, uh, a person who has been uh, a Convicted, convicted, and then also kind of ousted out of out of baseball uh, for what he did. Um, and Child molester was uh, yeah a, a vocal supporter of him uh, during his draft process, uh, comparing it to Gerard Dyson's uh, uh, FM suspension uh, for fifty games, and uh, even Dyson uh, didn't get why he was dragged into it, uh, according to Jim Margulis. But um, Dayton Moore is also a guy that again, just I don't think he's anyone's calling for him. We didn't oh. bring up Dayton Moore yesterday. We were bringing up James Click. We were bringing up uh, other outside examples like Steve Sanders from the Blue Jays. Um, you know, it, it, uh, David Stearns as well. Like, we never brought up Dayton Moore. Nope. No one's clamoring. Yeah, that's what the White Sox are doing, going for people who no one's checking for, no one's looking for. Jerry's just always trying to find the guy that can be found cheap, inexpensive. And according to some reports, especially uh, Bob Nightingale, Dayton Moore's not even coming in to be the head boss. 
he's just coming in to be an advisor. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, Vinny, I don't know what you make of this. Like, it, it does seem like it's Chris Getz and Dayton Moore. But the s- last line of the statement yesterday was they were looking for a, a sole voice. Yeah, I mean, we didn't hear in or we didn't read rather in that report from Bob Nightingale exactly what position Dayton Moore is being looked at for or would be would be stepping into. Uh, It just said a key front office role. It's possible he would be doing something similar to what he's doing now with the Rangers. I, 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 you know, we can only guess. Um, But if it is so far along down the road that Chris Getz is the guy, Chris Getz worked for Dayton Moore in the Royals front office. So if this is coming from maybe this isn't Jerry saying go out and get Dayton Moore. Maybe that's Chris Getz saying, Hey, Dayton Moore is a guy that it would be great to have as part of the brain trust here because I worked with him and have experience. It could still be Chris Getz's rodeo per se, uh, but it, it might include uh, someone else. Now, again, listen, Dayton Moore has outside the uh, organization perspective. He has no White Sox DNA, right? Um, not that that's the only qualification, but but that is the case. And I would like to bring up something that I believe I saw Ozzie Guillen say on the uh, pregame show today, which was Chris Getz is not necessarily just a clone of, or of, of, of Kenny and Rick, right? He's not just Kenny and Rick in a, in a mask that looks like Chris Getz's face, right? He is a guy who could have his own ideas and his own ways of doing things that would be different from the guys that were just here. All that's important to note, it doesn't change the fact that he has been here for the last seven years and he, the bulk of his front office experience is un- working under Kenny and Rick. So th- that definitely deserves to be thrown in together. It's just, listen, both those things can be true, right? So we're going to have a manager who's learning on the job this year and a general manager learning on the job next year. Success. Man, I can't wait for it. In a contention window. Oh, delicious. I I just... It it, it all just feels wrong. It does. I don't know. It feels like, I don't know, like an inexperienced owner doing these things instead of a person that's in his late 80s who's run this team for the last 40-plus years doing this stuff. I would question his sanity with the moves that he's doing right now if the Chris Getz stuff is true. Because, as I said before, if Chris Getz was some hot shot, like when Rick Hahn was a hot shot, young assistant GM to Kenny Williams, and it was, you know, people were like checking for him, like, hey, you know, that Rick Hahn, man, he's smart, knows how to do contracts and such. If he was like that, I would say, hey, that's a good, enjoy, uh, good, in- innovative move by you, Jerry. But no one's checking for him. No one wants Chris Getz on their staff. They see what he's doing with the minor league staff. He might have Michigan education. He might be having uh, upper front office uh, levels experience. But this is going to be a clusterfuck because he's going to be learning on the job from an organization that's already a bad organization. So what is he going to learn from? How is he going to learn to do the job from Dayton Moore, who comes from another bad organization? Right. Well, and I, I guess I just don't understand, like, we, we kept saying, I don't know. And it just seems like we got a huge gift to us in this Bob Nightingale thing. And I understand that people are kind of, you know, untrustworthy of Bob because, hey, you can look at Eduardo Escobar not being a White Sox, et cetera. Like, I think his initial candidates for the Pedro Grafal opening included Bochi, Washington, and Schilt as leaders, right? And obviously it was Grafal, and it seemed like Kataro, and it seemed like um, Espada were also, you know, involved, right? Like, there, there's reasons not to trust Bob. But no one else is actually, from what I know, and maybe you guys could 
feel free to speak up. Like, I, don't, I haven't heard any other reporting. Nope. Like, I heard Cap say that Theo is not interested. Shocker. Um, but this seems like the only actual report of substance. For, so, when we have a lot of I don't know what to expect from Jerry Reinsdorf, a guy who does not speak publicly, this seems like a steaming plate of, here you go. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it just, I, I, I really don't want to start sounding the alarms that, hey, Chris Getz is the next general manager, or Dayton Moore is the next consultant or senior advisor or senior analyst, whatever. But again, I, I don't think that there's going to be another report. I, I don't think that there's going to be more insight into this. Maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, like Jesse Rogers is like speculating that maybe the, the, the Sox go after Kimming. Like, I don't, I don't think that there's an actual report saying the White Sox are going outside of these two candidates, or at least this candidate, Chris Getz. It seems like it's and the language. The, well, the language is so strong. That's what it is. I mean, it's not, listen, we've had, we've had things where we've had to clarify what's a report and what's speculation before, right? And, and it's not like, oh, it would make sense. Would be a great candidate. You know, they have connections, blah, blah, blah. This was, is expected to happen yes. and are overwhelming right. favorites from the guy who was the only guy three years ago telling us that, Oh yeah, Tony LaRusse is happening when we were all saying, well, that sounds very wrong based on everything that Rick Hahn just told us. Uh, and it ended up being the case. So uh, obviously these guys have, have uh, they're not going a hundred percent. You know what I mean? They're not batting a thousand, uh, but this is a guy who, when it comes to White Sox front office and managerial dealings uh, has, has had some inside information. So um, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you can't vocalize it as done or official or anything like that. It's right. it's very clearly not, and it might not be until the the final weekend of the regular season. Who knows? But um, but here you go. Less than a less than a day after uh, the shocking decision that we saw yesterday, um, here's another kind of out of nowhere thing that is, like I said, laying out in detail and with definitive language uh, everything that apparently is 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 being thought about. Um, there was one other thing that I guess goes along with this, and, and Clark brings it up, um, and apparently Cap reported this as well, um, that Rick Hahn tried to resign multiple times, but uh, Jerry Reinsdorf told him that uh, since he had several le years left on his deal, that he would not uh, let him get a job with another team. Um, I, I, you, can you just stop showing up? I mean, you really I would, didn't want to work for I would just team. resign. Just, just stop. Yeah. yeah. I have enough money. I, mean, I have a law degree. I can do other things until my contract runs up. I don't have to work in baseball. Yes, I want to. It's great. But, yeah, don't tell – and this is the thing. Like, they're trying to polish the turd, which is Rick Hahn's tenure as the White Sox career, as his White Sox career. And they're trying to throw Kenny under the bus. They're trying to throw Rick on the bus. And then also trying to polish Rick's resume. Well, he wanted to resign. You know, he's a, a stand-up guy. You know, he didn't want to trade Jake Berger. That was all Kenny. Stop telling me about this stuff. This is, this is people on Rick Hahn's PR camp telling Cap these things, if it's not Rick Hahn himself. This is people who are Kenny's people telling other people to send out their messages. Don't tell me stuff afterwards. Tell me during. Tell me that you're doing, sending these messages out during. Not, don't tell me afterwards how, how much you want to resign. Resign. If you, if you felt you want to resign, quit the job. Don't, be, don't, don't squawk after. Reinsdorf created the mess. They perpetuated the mess. And they're going to continue to perpetuate the mess because, again, he's still running it. Like, I, I don't know. Like, you, I mean... The reason why Kenny and Rick were fighting so much, apparently, at the end of the, the you know this tenure, was because they were 
working with each other for so long. They probably got sick of one another. Mm -hmm. Like there needed to be a change a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And when Rick got that promotion, probably didn't feel like a promotion to him because Kenny still had, you know, that senior title. So, I mean, it, it, Jerry created that bickering. Jerry created that mess. Jerry created this reason to fire these two guys. And now he's going to continually make another bad decision by putting Chris Getz to fix it. Like, it's just, that's the, that's the issue is the owner. And we can't change that. Nope. Can't fire himself. And that's why I don't mess with it. I don't, you know, he's not going to sell. He's still alive. So <laughs> there's no reason to ask him to be different. So he's going to stay himself. So I, Look at the people below him who are still messing up. And he's messing up in a big time right here if he hires Chris Getz. Any final thoughts, Vinny, um, whether it be about the uh, Getz and Moore situation or even from today's game? Obviously, Michael Kopech uh, left today's game and today's start, but it just seemed like it was a real hot day and maybe his leg cramped up. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. He said he, he'll be, he, said he couldn't uh, replenish his uh, – whatever it would be, water, electrolytes, whatever, as, as quickly as he was sweating it out. Uh, and so that's what happened. Uh, and, and he said he'll be fine for, for next time out. He, he doesn't envision anything being a longer-term problem. Uh, on Gregory Santos, who was uh, left in the game to throw 36 pitches over two innings on this 100-plus-degree uh, day, mm. um, Pedro Grafal said they wanted to send him out there because they didn't think he worked – overworked himself in the first inning that he was out there um that obviously came back to bite him uh in the in the ninth there but uh again you you don't usually see a closer left in to throw 36 pitches period uh but doing it when you're a rookie when it's in these conditions uh it made everybody kind of take notice uh, but pedro said they wanted to, to push him and, and and see what they could get out of him and it just it just didn't work out so um there you go for the what was probably the the big managerial decision of the day. Uh, they ended up winning, so I guess it didn't uh, it cost them too dearly there. Absolutely, they uh, avoided uh, one more step towards 100 losses. 35 more games remained for the White Sox. If they go 12 and 23, they will have 100 losses. If they go 13 and 22. They will have 99 losses, so that is the biggest storyline, at least on the field that we're watching for. And I guess the biggest storyline with the White Sox is who's next. Um, we'll. we'll we seem like we're getting closer and closer to that answer, but uh, we'll still keep trying to chop away at it uh, day by day. So uh, that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. Oh, I forgot about all the reads. God, thank you, Stephen. Um, that's why you're here, Stephen. That's Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. I'm just going to do a couple reads so you could you could dip Vinny. Uh, give Vinny a like. Look at that handsome man down there. Um, <laughs> so uh, appreciate Vinny and go read his articles at allchgo. Dot com. Thank you, Vinny. And uh, he'll be at the park uh, on Thursday. So uh, make sure, uh, and Herb will be in studio with Janice as well. So uh, make sure you're checking that out. Um, and two, tomorrow's going to be a hot, sunny day. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Uh, Vinny in that uh, photo down there probably needs some Shady Rays on. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, it told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange it for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk.
risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself the shades rate of five stars by over 250,000 people. Also want to let you know about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. College football's back. You've waited all year, and the time has finally arrived. College football is back, and so are the tra- tra- traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. And the biggest thing, I think, obviously it's week zero, you can bet on the games, but I like futures. At this point, Spencer Rattler over 2,600 yards on DraftKings Sportsbook. He's thrown for 3,000 twice in his career. This is a, a, a young man primed to... Make a name for himself in the NFL draft next year. Of course he's going to go out there, throw the pig skin 400 times, as long as he does get injured and surpass 2,600 yards. So go bet that, and you get a 23% boost boost on any futures. So you can boost that to plus money uh, around uh, plus 106 or so. I, I think that's what my number is. So uh, go bet on Spencer Rattler. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code CHGO. New customers can bet $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 in any college football bet. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER in New York call 1-877- 8HOPENY or text HOPENY467369 in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please pay responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for a gambling problem. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible and gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and de- de- deposit restrictions apply. Uh, terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. We do have a uh, king of the game as well. <laughs> Tim Anderson, two for five. Score the game-winning run. I also think he got plonked on the head with that ball he that uh, ended up going away and uh, leading for him to score the game-winning run. So, Tim Anderson, your king of the game. And your pick of the week is that Spencer Rattler future. Uh, make sure you are checking out DraftKings Sportsbook for that um, boost. And I think I got a deposit match as well for bonus bets so if you are even a returning customer DraftKings Sportsbook looking to, to, to set you up if, if you are lucky enough I, I think that's for most uh, most people out there and I uh, want to let you know about our friends over at Hooters Hooters is just about to catch all the games this season step up to our plate for world famous wings delicious seafood snack sandwiches salads and more they have tons of great beer specials and $6 drinks all day every day catch our seafood specials 1983 for a pound of crab legs and great prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp Hooters is celebrating 40 years in business all year long. In honor of the anniversary on the 4th of every month, Hooters will be hosting throwback events, bringing back the 80s with 83-cent wings and other great specials. Next one is on September 4th. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm off to Vegas. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We will talk to you tomorrow. And by we, I mean Herb. But uh, Cody, Nick, and uh, I will will be talking to you from Circus Sports. Woo! Talk to you then. Bye.